This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and it's a bit of a solo mission today. Um, but before we get into today's episode, just to say I uh, had a great evening on Thursday. So if you go back and listen to episode 189 of Three Peeps in a Podcast, you'll hear about my evening with Gascoigne, Paul Gascoigne. And uh, what a what a character, what a legend, the stories that he had. Um, and we caught up with some local celebrities before to hear their thoughts on Gaza. So please do go back and have a listen to that episode. But to today's episode, um, I'm going to bring in Billy Driscoll, first of all, and Billy, I first experienced his lovely tones um, at the Botanist in Bath, probably about four or five years ago. Billy, wasn't it? That was definitely pre-COVID. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. So like um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's so we were just having a meal, and uh, we were upstairs on the balcony. For those who know it, and you were uh, you were doing some some singing and some guitarist work downstairs, and. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. And from there, I basically followed you on Facebook and hunted you down wherever I could. There we go. Yeah, the rest <laughs> is history. Exactly. So so um, just before we get into the shucks and what we're going to be talking about today, explain to me, Billy, how you got into music. Well, actually, strangely enough, I got into music with this chap here, Robbie. We went to school together. We were in bands, but kind of pop punk, got a bit of Green Day and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then, you know, kind of, I went to college. Then I went travel to Australia. I picked up the acoustic guitar for the first time, which is completely different to an electric. And uh, did a bit of busking. I only knew two songs, which was uh, "Wonderwall" and "18" by Ed Sheeran. So that's why I kind of hate those songs now. Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, and uh, and then I started writing a bit. And um, when I came back, I went to university. Uh, went to BIM and I studied a bit more songwriting. And then kind of like. I wanted to do it full time as a job, so I learned a load of more covers, and I started. I started at the Smoke and Mirrors Magic Bar, um, which they gave me a shot. I still play there now, and uh, yeah, I've just been doing weddings, birthday parties, pubs, restaurants, corporate gigs. Did a private gig for you as well, at Ashton Gate, and uh, yeah, just that music's just been my life now, basically. And that's it's, awesome. It's pretty cool. And did you did you have someone that sort of got behind you and inspired you to get involved, like a, a parent or a music teacher or something? Um, it was just more my peers, really. Like there was a there was a couple of musicians that worked at the that played at Smoke and Mirrors, a, a musician called Pat McIntyre. Um, I kind of looked up to him in the beginning because he was doing all the weddings and and his set was flawless. Uh, and just other musicians over over the years of meeting is more i had the support from my parents but i'm definitely the black sheep i'm the only musical one in my family so right. it's, uh, so. there's no uh there's no passing of the torch then in your family it's uh, you're the first one well the only the only thing i think my grandma could play piano by ear and that's oh, wow. as close as i get for for music talent yeah that's uh, so why I, I guess i get from her so. and, and and we can hear a, a a west country twang where's home for you where where, where did you grow Bristol. up Bristol, Gert Brizzle. Whereabouts? I grew up in Bristol. 
Uh, St. George. Okay. St. George. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll come on to Rob now. Rob, obviously, I've heard you you went to Hello. the same school, so I assume that means you're also from Bristol. Absolutely. Yeah. Born and bred. Yeah. Good old Where, Bristol. Where's uh, <laughs> so we've got a St. George. I'm Longwell Green. What about yourself? Uh, Redfield, sort of St. George area as well. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. About the same question to you, really. How? What was your inspiration in getting involved in music? Roughly the same thing. We um went to secondary school together. Did the whole pop punk thing. Um, I think the first major thing was uh when we rehearsed for um a children in need concert or something. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. it was the Green Day thing. That that was pretty good. Um, and that was I think the the part where I thought, you know what, that that was good. Because we got the gig, we actually played it in like the hall. At the time, a school sports hall was like Wow, like you're in front of everyone. That's <laughs> like, it, 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 seemed, it seemed bigger than it was, didn't it? That's it I did, remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't but know about I, you, but when you go back to your school now, obviously, mine, uh, I went to the Grange School in Warmley, and that's been more or less demolished now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we did go back for like the the reunion before it all closed down, and you go into like the drama hall, the music hall, and you just think this is nowhere near as big as I remember it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And when you're looking out, that's the thing. Like I was looking out at the time and thought, this is exactly what I want to do. Like music's, you know, having those people with their fingers in their ears, like, what's, what's this going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the wrong we had the wrong crowd. Definitely had the wrong there. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. Brilliant. So so obviously you so you got started in school. Um Billy's on, gone off down the line in the last few years of doing stuff by himself in places like the botanist, smoke mirrors, etc. What's been your route to get to where we are, you know, right now? I've had a couple of bands in the past. I mean, um it's cliche, but I like all sorts of music and I've been in like a metal band. I was in a sort of hard rock band, and with that hard rock band, I did a little tour of the UK, like Glasgow, Birmingham, that sort of thing. And um after that disbanded, sort of took a bit of time out from it. And then I went back and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll, I'll, you know, as Billy does, like I'll, I'll pick an acoustic up, play a bit, try and do a solo thing. That didn't work out. And then I joined another band as a bass player and then never looked back. Billy turned around and uh, I'd heard a couple of songs by the Shucks and I uh, messaged him and I was like, hey man, how's it going? You know, loving the music. If you need a bass player, here I am. Remember then, me? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then we were like, actually, we do need a bass player. Yeah. That's it. And um, then he joined. That within game. an hour, within an hour, I had a reply <laughs> saying, Oh, <laughs> let me just speak to the guys. And within an hour, he's like, Yeah, you're in. I was like, dude, you haven't heard me play in years. He's like, Oh, don't worry. Turn up Wednesday to band practice. See if you get with everyone, you got the job. Don't worry about it. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it, love it. So uh, we've heard from Billy and Rob. Billy, do you want to just explain who else is in the shucks? So we have uh, in the shots we have um, we have our songwriter Russell Bainan, who he basically he writes the lyrics, and I write the music to it, and then we all collaboratively write the whole song together. Um, it's kind of a weird way because I've never worked like that before. Really, it's uh, I've always written the lyrics, I've always written the tune first, and hummed a little like, oh yeah, I'll put some words to it. But having the lyrics in front of me first and writing to it, it's been a different experience. It's, it, and I think because of that, it kind of opened up a new door of writing and it flooded through. We wrote, we've got 47 songs written, I think 42 wow. songs written wow. uh, within the space of uh, almost a year. So the first song that we wrote that we released, which, which, uh, which Robbie listened to and which, you know, 
what you know will you listen to and then join the band it was a song called riding low and that song was written in the lockdown of 2020 um and this was even before the shuts came about russell sent me over the lyrics and said oh do you reckon you can write a song um i've been watching sons of anarchy i'm kind of inspired by that type of music i said yeah cool i'll, I'll try and write something and then we wrote riding low and then it kind of like that kind of spurred off with me and russell and then the other guitarist uh matt reynolds He's an old friend of mine, as well as Russell. We, we've we've known each other for about five years now. Um, so I've been jamming with Matt. He runs an open mic in Bristol at the Blue Lagoon. And we've always jammed at open mics, but we've never been in a band together. And over lockdown, he learned how to produce music. So he, we, me and Russell wrote the song, and then we went to Matt to say, oh, do you reckon you can record it? And we had so much fun doing it. So the original even before we wanted to do it as a band we were going to do an ep just for fun and we were going to be like okay well me and russell write the song matt could produce it and then it'll just be out there for us to listen to but mm. we had the songs kept on flowing and we thought actually this this could turn into something bigger and then when robbie joined the band and it was just it kind of just it yeah it just went crazy we met rhiannon uh she's a country artist um and i we've seen her around the circuit and we gave her a message saying like, look, we're looking for another female artist to join us for the harmonies. And she was interested and it's been a long time coming. This was like kind of the beginning of the year, but we've finally like, she's moved back to Bristol. She lived in Brighton. She's from Bristol, but she, right. she was living in Brighton for a while and she's moved back now to Bristol so we can actually do it properly full time. So yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's our chuckette as we nice say. nice and uh rob so you you guys are from bristol um and the the new female vocalist is are russell and matt also bristolians i believe they're from clevedon aren't they I that's close enough they're from yeah i don't think they're actually from i don't know, where they're, I don't know what their origins yeah, are but i've never really asked yeah, are they, are they from really place really. places unknown um, I think Matt, Matt's, I don't know where Matt's, I know Russell's from Clevedon, he's born and bred because his parents live in Clevedon, but then right. Matt's parents live in Clevedon as well, but Matt grew up in Nelsey, I think, around that area. Okay, we'll, just, we'll, we'll claim them, we'll claim them as BS postcodes for now. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you could just say that Ross was born in a brewery. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's very true. So the the Shucks then, the origins of the band, um, uh, when did it sort of, start billy and where does the name of the shucks come from <laughs> right. okay so this is, this is very, right this is very strange because i think this is quite rare for for a band so the the actual the, the name the shucks came uh two years before the band started so basically i used to when i met matt and russell down in Clevedon, which i was supporting matt at a gig i met matt when i supported him he did a he did a like a, an EP launch at the Salt House in Cleveland. And he was looking for a support act, so I was the opening act. And so I met Matt there uh, through a friend who recommended me to get in contact with him. And I did my set. It was quite country. I did a couple of Zach Brown songs, uh, just a couple of covers and a couple of and my originals because I was like kind of going country at that point. And Russell, who was the biggest country fan I've ever met, at, the, at that time, he was living in a trailer for Pete's sake, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, barbecues every day like it, that his life is that basically so he's very authentic so we started hanging out having a couple of beers and um his phone got hacked right this i don't know how this happened but his phone got hacked and basically someone commented on this video of a <laughs> so weird right on facebook there was a midget 
shucking oysters, right? <laughs> and I, it was so random. I got tagged in it. And then the comment was, it was Russell saying like, oh, yeah, oh, little shuck, give it give it a good shucking or something like that. We found it so funny. So we, we ended up calling him little shuck. That's what we ended up calling Russ. So <laughs> we ended up just kind of like always calling everyone like shucks and like, oh, yeah, we're shucks. Here we go. Like, this is the shuck life. The shuck life is basically like, that's what we kind of like sing about in our band. Like Shuck Life is supposed to be having a good time. Don't forget about anything. Just mm. Beers, barbecues, sunshine. That's the Shuck Life, basically. And we lived that life for two years solid. It was messy. Like there was a lot of drinking, a lot of, a lot of regrets, but that was the <laughs> Shuck Life. And then we took a bit of a break. So we thought when we started coming back, we started writing all the songs. We thought there's only one way we can call the band. We have to call it the Shucks because yeah. that's what we live by. And then our second song we released was called The Shuck Life, which is basically about Russell. So that whole story is in that song, basically. It's just oh so random. Every, just every single word is true. It's just, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just so random. Well, that was going to yeah. be a, a next one of my next questions, really, was about some of the words in the songs. But I'll listen to that song in a different way now that I know. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, so it's... yeah, so obviously cu- country music... Um, is the underlying genre, if you like, of of the shucks. And myself growing up, my granddad used to be a massive country fan and he would sit me in his front room with his LP. Um, usually Garth Brooks uh, would be on, um, things like that. Garth but, Brooks, yeah. Yeah, I remember, remember he had this massive sort of box with three or four um, LPs in it. And, and then I actually bought him the CD version when I was trying to get him up to... The, modern technology as it was at the time um but yeah garth garth brooks and then more recently leanne rhymes tim mcgraw toby keith uh oh, some toby, artists yeah, toby keith. yeah that's that's robbie's jam that's, that is that's toby yeah. Keith's jam that is. Toby keith. yeah. amazing i've got um and i've got family in the states as well and as a as a kid and grown up i've often you know we've gone over there and i've always considered myself a slight slight portion american even though i'm not um, but country music is massive, absolutely massive in America. I think Garth Brooks, Rob, um, had the biggest concert, outdoor concert. I think it was in Central Park or something like that. I was watching a documentary on Netflix really? about wow. it. Um, uh-huh. Definitely worth checking out. But uh, yeah, Rob, then your 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 musical influences uh, sort of growing up. I know you've said Green Day. Well, growing up, I my parents like my mom listened to a lot of like 50s 60s and like country and my dad had the sort of 70s rock you know zeppelin sabbath uh, all that deep purple so it's sort of my taste is like a fusion of that and then i found my own sort of music so like as i said metal um but country always stayed with me throughout the whole thing like willie nelson johnny cash mm. and then again developed my own sort of taste with uh toby keith nate smith uh zach brown as i know that the rest of the guys absolutely love as well and yeah from there that's how that sort of so into what I, i'm into i i turned 42 believe it or not i know i don't only i know i look like only 52 <laughs> um but uh the the video and the song i ain't as good as i once was by toby keith now takes on a lot more meaning <laughs> for me man I'm, I'm 33 and i feel exactly the same way like every day like every different joint aches every day i get out of bed yeah i, I turn up and play five aside now on a monday and i pretty much put that on on the way home every game <laughs> just to just to remind yourself you know yeah yeah exactly How about yourself billy um musical influences a, a blend i'm sure 
Uh, it's been a big blend. I, I started listening to Green Day, Nirvana, all that stuff when I was a teenager. And then got I listened to Coldplay and then a lot of indie, Arctic Monkeys. Then I listened to hip-hop and metal. I, I went through the whole life. I still listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Um, and then country came. The, the way I got into country was um, I was watching the Foo Fighters' uh, Sonic Highways uh, documentary where they were going to different states and writing a song. And they went to Nashville. So I was watching that episode and they, I, I thought I was very interested. It was, it was probably the most interesting episode I had because like the way they, they love music and I love music and the way they had the, the passion for it. And then Zach Brown came on and Dave Grohl was talking about Zach Brown. I'd never heard of him before. I was like, I haven't, I, I haven't heard, I've only heard of him because of your Facebook posts recently. Yeah. So he basically, he featured on one of uh, Foo Fighters songs. Uh, which is the song Congregation. But when he was talking, when Dave Grohl was talking about him and interviewing him, he was saying like, oh yeah, like I was a bit like of an outcast. Like I, I did a bit of songwriting for people and I didn't want people to put that song. Like the song Chicken Fry, he wrote it for another band, but he said to the band to not put it on the radio because that's, you could have it on the album, but you, I don't want you to play it on the radio to get commercial. But that was the biggest song on the album. And the, the band who recorded it went against Zach Brown's kind of way and put it on the radio. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to pull the plug. And Nashville kind of like put Zach Brown down, was like, you, you can't do this because that's out of order. And he was like, I'm going to just make it myself then. And But he shreds on the guitar. He's like a metal guitarist. He really is. He shreds like a metal guitarist. And I started listening to him. And then after that, like, it kind of like brought me on to other more country, like Chris Stapleton, Luke Bryan, Luke Combs. And it kind of like, and you realize that I never really knew what country was. I thought country was like proper, like, you know, Conway Tweety and all that stuff, like, like the really like cheesy stuff, but it's not, there's a lot more rock um, in country and pop, which is what I'm really interested in really. And it's definitely blowing up more in this country. I think that a lot of people feel it was Billy feels as well about the whole um, Conway Tweety sort of thing. Like whenever I mentioned that, Oh yeah, I'm in a country band. They're like, Oh really? Like, yeah, it's like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you listen to it, it is not what you think it is. You know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things. I think that's that the the way we are as a country band, and I said this to the guys before, is we are a, the bridging gap into country from rock and pop. We we do have country in terms of we talk about beer, we talk about you know all all of the the, the topics that you hear in a country song. But if you hear it instrumentally, it's pop and rock really, with a little bit of like fiddle and and steel guitar. It's it's definitely the bridging gap. But people listen to us. I, we've had people listen to our songs and then go on to listen to other country music when they've mm. never listened to country before. Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's absolutely. Cool. I I completely get that because I did exactly the same thing. I I went straight into. Oh, we'll we'll cover this now. So last week, a momentous occasion um, when you were number one in the country music charts. Uh, so yeah. massive congratulations to you all. Thank you. On Thank you very that. much. Uh, with the song Whiskey Fool, which if you haven't listened to already, please do go and check that out. Um, but I ultimately then listened to the rest of the songs on that country music chart and thought, I can't, I, I've reignited my passion for country music because of, because of you guys. It's it's crazy how it's it, 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 that like it's just that bridging gap. It's it's almost like here's the tester of what country is. And then they go, oh, I never knew I liked this. This is not what I thought country was. Oh, I'm going to listen to Morgan Wallen now. I'm going to listen to Thomas Rhett. I'm going to listen to... Because they are all kind of like, you know, they all played in um, at country... They played at country to country, Thomas Rhett did. And apparently he, like, everyone loves him. And 
it's but, crazy how people yeah yeah and and like you know generically if you get into the top 40 like the uk top 40 the billboard charts obviously the billboard charts are slightly different because country music is more popular in america but if you get into the yeah. uk charts as a country song you know you're you're crossing you're crossing over then and and i th- I, I can't think of many many bands recently in the last say 20 years that have got into the top 40 i'm thinking i don't know shania twain rings maybe we consider yes. that yeah, yeah say- i think shania twain now is definitely blown up because obviously she's playing this year isn't she and well, uh, and she was back on that, that starstruck as well wasn't yeah. she on the itv yeah. uh, htv whatever it is um but yeah i can't think of many many others so now now's the time i think i think it's, there's a gap yeah. I think what the when we were looking in the charts, I think even still now, we were the only band, country band. Everyone else was solo acts. It was yeah. like it was like Miley Cyrus, Thomas Rhett, Luke Combs, and then the Shucks. Like yeah. it, we're, it's it's crazy how there's not very many country bands, especially from the UK. The only other country band that we like that we listen to are a band called Wandering Hearts. They're really, really good. Really good okay. country band. They're quite big, aren't they, yeah. Bobby? They're quite big. They That's are, yeah. Country yeah. Bands. yeah. So but yeah, it's crazy. Brilliant. Love it so much. Um, so coming back to you then, Robbie, uh, where where do we go from here? Obviously, you've had the the Whiskey Fool track come out and and is successful. Uh, do you, are you playing um, in in uh, local local pubs and restaurants? I think I saw Thunderbolt mentioned. Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, to promote the EP, we um, actually announced yesterday that uh, we've got an EP launch at the Thunderbolt on the 21st of April. And uh, we'll be playing all the tracks from From the Bottle, which is the name of the UEP, mm-hmm. and all the ones that everyone knows as well. I mean, keep it fresh, but keep it the same, you know? Yeah. And for those who don't know, Thunderbolt is by the Three Lamps Junction, isn't it? Um, yeah. What would you say that is? Noel, Bottman, Bottman, Noel? I would say it's Totterdown. Totterdown. I'd say Totterdown. 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 Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Just up from the Cats and Dogs home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, near the Bocker Bar as well i think yeah that's right yeah yeah brilliant and and obviously so billy are you still doing your your sort of solo stuff as well in terms of uh, covers at local yeah i'm I'm still i'm still doing that it's basically it pays the bills but it's also an enjoyment it's not it's not a job at all people say people always say are you working tonight i'm like no they're like well where are you gigging i'm like oh i'm playing tonight i'm not working tonight (laughs) (laughs) that's why i always say to people because it's not it's not working um, but yeah, yeah, I, I played at the wine bar, uh, the Kingston Courtyard last night, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Up in Kingston, and uh, tonight I've I've only got a private gig tonight, uh, which is cool. And tomorrow I've, I'm playing at the Riverside Inn in Salford. It's just covers, basically. I chuck in a couple of originals, a couple of shuck songs. I can say, so, do you uh, ever sneak in the sneak in a shuck song, and they turn around and say, "Oh, what's that?" Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> played I actually played one song from the EP last night. Actually, uh, one of the new ones. Uh, and uh because a couple of people yeah a little preview a couple of people came down who i knew and asked me to play a couple of originals so Mm. yeah i played a couple so yeah it's cool i I love it especially when people ask for it it's always nice it's always nice to play oh i love it so so robbie come back to you what's um other than music what keeps you uh what keeps you busy um i'm a bit of a nerd i like to game (laughs) okay i do like a bit of gaming um but most of the time it is music to be fair i mean if i'm not doing shuck stuff i'll be tinkering away on like one of the various guitars or 
I can see yeah, I can see five or six, and that's just what I can see in the in the there, room. And then I've got three on the wall just here. <laughs> and then I've got the good old keyboard to the right of me. Brilliant. Trust trusty bass just there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. And Billy, how about yourself? I don't I I've all I all I ever know about you is uh, is your music. Music does play a massive part in my life. Uh but Apart from that, I've I've been getting into a bit of writing, which is crazy. Like uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually books I'm, and I'm stuff. I'm actually writing a book. I'm actually writing a book right wow. now. Wow! Um, started in lockdown uh, about music, which I, I can't escape from it. <laughs> but uh, but it's a fictional say, not, novel. Uh, not a romantic novel, then. No, 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 no romantic. <laughs> I need to yeah, guide to the shuck life. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That should be it. Yeah, it's the shucks for dummies. That's what. There we be. go. Oh god, that would be the <laughs> way. Yeah, no, it's. It's, it's just like, uh, I think it's just turned into a bit of a hobby. Like I did it because obviously with lockdown, mm. everything was shut down. I, I was trying different things to keep me creative through the day. And, and basically what happened was I, I started writing a TV show because I thought I've always wanted to write a TV show. And I wrote three episodes and then, I, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then I decided that I needed to write a backstory. So for me to continue my TV series, I got to write a book on the backstory. I'm just trying to keep myself busy. That's well, it. I'll tell you what um keep keep it up and keep it keep it to the side or keep writing yeah. and things like that because you know all you need is a platform for these sorts of things and if exactly. the shucks over the next number of years provides you that platform then you know you can open more doors that's it that's yeah. it exactly love yeah. it love it so so you've got that thunderbolt gig and then is there anything planned thereafter billy um what in terms of gigs we have uh, we have a, a festival in Nelsey, uh, which is on the 27th of May. I can't really say the name of it yet, but okay. we will be announcing it soon. Um, Chuck, but the Chuck, one big one, Chuck Stock. Chuck Fest. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck Stock. Stock. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Stock. <laughs> you but might be onto the something one, there. Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the big one that we've got coming up there, which we can say because we've kind of hinted it anyway, is in July, and we are very proud of this, we are the main support act on the country stage at Rock and Ribs wow. Festival in Somerset, which is, that's going to be a huge one yeah. for us. We're very We're much looking to, forward to that one. Whereabouts so, is that? Yeah, it's going to be. Um, it's kind of near Glastonbury. I don't okay. know the place. Well, Wing Canton. Exactly. Wing Canton, that's it. Yeah, Wing Canton. Got it. So, yeah. Got it. And then um, is, is, Glast yeah. is Glastonbury on the horizon for another oh, yeah. year? Or? We'll, we'll be at the Pyramid next year, that's, uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I check it. But, um, but also, just to say, the uh, the Thunderbolt is going to be the first at, first gig we do with a full band. So okay. this is our first first full gig. we got a drummer this time and electric guitarists uh, and a banjo player, I believe, which is Ooh. quite country, quite very rare. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So it's going to be very... Very cool. Love that. So uh, let's talk about Whiskey Fall then. So it uh, came out last Friday, and um, as I say, it's been really successful. What goes into actually producing that? Obviously, you need a lot of studio time. Give us an, uh, an idea of how much studio time, how it all works. What's the process? Well, um, do you want to take this one, Robbie? Uh, yeah, go for it. So for just the, the one track we do a um like a pre-recording like pre-production session where we sit down with a producer we basically got the bare bones of the song we go through it with the producer he sits back and says right okay it's great but i think this should be here maybe this lyrics a bit repetitive put this in a different place um and then we all come to an agreement 
Uh, that takes, um, well, with whiskey full, we won't go there. Well, the, 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 <laughs> that takes quite a few hours. The come into what's the, the come in, the come into the agreement bit. Yeah, yeah. There was a You're bit gonna have to say it, Robbie. You're gonna have to say it. So there was a bit of back and forth. Like I, I think that there was, um, and I've fallen on my sword since. So I, I do. I love whiskey full now. I think it's a great track. It's actually one of my favourites. But um, whilst we were in the pre-production, it was the song that took the longest to uh decide on uh sort of as a whole the arrangement so I, I thought we were, we had other songs that would be better than that one and i managed to sway billy into agreeing but then when we got in the uh studio and the producer heard it he loved it and everyone was like you know what we should do this and i was like oh, okay fine so you, are you basically you're, you're like the mike myers character in bohemian rhapsody who sits behind it and says what what is this bohemian rhapsody <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Only on that pretty one much. song. Only on that one song. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah so what, it was. We, we 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 sat there. We um we got through it, and then so after the that whole section's done, of piecing it together, Billy will start with say what we call it a scratch track of uh the guitar and maybe the vocals just so we've got a feel of how the song's going to progress, and then the producer will build a drum track. Then my bass will come in, Matt will do some back-ins. And then we'll have like a, a demo of it so we know exactly what we're going to do. And uh, do you want to take the next bit, Billy? So, yeah, basically, once we get the, the scratch track down um, and the drums are programmed drums in the beginning, so uh, the producer would send it over to uh, to a drummer uh, and then it would be a steel guitar player, a fiddle player, uh, just all the instruments that you'll hear on a on a country track. And they will record it in their studios. And these people are all over the world. I think the fiddle player was Nashville-based, I think, which is pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, the drummer came in to record. That's the only person who came in. And his name was Robin. He was a very, very good drummer. Very tight. Very tight drummer. Um, but we have... So we did that for all the four tracks. We had, like, a pre-production stage. And it was kind of like, that's the process we did. And then we took a bit of a break. And then we came back and then like on day one would be all the drums for the and bass for the record, then the acoustics, and then but but apart from that, all the fiddle and everything's already been laid down. So we had to re-record our instruments with better microphones and and it, it was a very uh, personally, I said this to the guys, I, I being in the studio is my favorite part of music because I love the whole like sitting down, hearing it, getting creative, and having a coffee while talking about it. I, I, there's something about that that's magical to me. Mm. And then when you hear the finished product, you've you've created that, and it's it's is a is a very great feeling, very oh, great feeling. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, the the hours that must go into that. It's not just rock up and do it in one take. <sighs> it's all done separately, layered on top of each other. Um, yeah, mind boggling. I mean, I've you know you've seen it in documentaries and films and things like that. But uh, yeah, the the end product when you get that digital recording, or is there a CD? Could you buy a CD version of it? I don't know. There is going to be CDs available at our EP launch, and there'll be CDs after as well. Yeah, you'll be able to buy it the first time at the EP launch on Friday the 21st. What's your views on that? I come to you first, Billy, in terms of the fact that we have lost that, almost that physical form of music, but on the, on the flip side, it makes your music instantly accessible at midnight on launch night, rather than going and standing outside HMV and grabbing it. So there's there's pros and cons 
There's definitely pros and cons. I mean, like obviously the pros, like you said, it's it's easy accessible for people. It's easy for people to listen to our music, which can gain the fan base pretty easy because you could be like, oh, listen to my song. This is our band. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'll follow Send you. a link. Bang. There you go. Send a link. Bang. <laughs> but the problem is about that is like the, there's nothing like having a physical copy of a CD. I mean, like look at Robbie's CD collection. Like you, Robbie's a massive CD collection. Uh, you're a CD fanatic. It's great. I can, Everyone see, loves actually, I can see Spice Girls up there, top right. Yeah, oh, I tried to hide that before I came on. Glad <laughs> oh, you haven't seen the Backstreet Boys one. Right. No, that's that's behind me. Uh, oh yeah, so is. <laughs> but I, I feel I feel like this like in terms of like the the money side, I don't really want to go into the money side of it. But having having the CD sold at gigs, but you know, it's important. The one thing I have learned about country music is people still do buy CDs. Okay. It's quite a big thing in country music. Everyone loves, I think it might be just like the generation or it's the, it's, it's the, the actual music. Cause I feel like that people who love country music, love music and love supporting art, especially like artists as big as us. So being in this band, I've, this is the most CDs I've sold when we had our first EP launch we sold we've sold uh, i mean it's not a great amount of cds but we sold a few mm. but it's already more cds than i sold in my rock band or right. in any other band i've been in because i feel like people want a, that physical copy more do you feel like I, there's I a different do you feel like there's a different sound to streaming it from spotify versus playing it on a cd or is it um i think there might be a different quality i think i feel like that that the streaming sites are never going to be as good as cd or but the the best is obviously vinyl the vinyl's the the most crisp you'll get of any and it's making a comeback now as well you know like and it's making a comeback oh yeah um, we featured longwell records on the podcast several times in kingsham um ian aitchison okay but yeah he's been a friend of the show for for many years and he is one example i think there are others in bristol but of they're basically selling vinyl records and that's that's it and and it's very good merchandise and, and things like that so um yeah i've i've had a couple of friends actually say um can we can i grab a vinyl off you of your track of your ep and i was thinking well vinyl bloody hell like that's it's gonna be expensive <laughs> to just get one press well yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like, you don't want to get a load because like who, who else is you can't be like Turn up at your gig, going like, "Oh yeah, we got vinyl, like these massive <laughs> vinyls just on the on your merch table." Is we'll have to uh, have to wait till we get to the point of Metallica. If you heard, they've literally just bought their own pressing plant because yeah. the need the the oh, want wow. for their vinyl is so massive. They've just gone. You know what? We got the money. We'll buy our own pressing plant. Do it ourselves. Fair play. Fair so there's play. something to aim towards. Backward integration, oh, we call that in the business. Fair play to yeah. it. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on the digitalization of music, then, Robbie? Oh, as Billy said, there's pros and cons. I'll always, oh, I love CDs, as you, as we said. As I can I've see. Got, I've got loads behind me, and always having a physical copy is just it, you've got something to look at. I mean, even with like the liner notes and the the images and the lyrics, you've got it all there. It's in a package, you know. Whereas you haven't got to go into uh, search engines looking for lyrics if you don't can't understand them or you know. It's just a whole thing. I mean, look visually and. Audially, it's a whole. Mm. I don't like to use the word product, but that's what it is. You know, it's just the whole yeah, thing. Complete package. You know, and which is what, like, when we did the um artwork for from the bottle, our new EP, I was pushing to get like a certain package done because I was like, don't have the wallet anymore. Have a spine, like, you, people want it in a CD rack. You know, they can mm. see what they've got. You know, 
So a lot uh, of thought went into the packaging, you know. The spine that makes up a picture, do you mean? Or, you know, if you've got like five just, CDs. Yeah, I mean, if you've got, say, five CDs, it doesn't even have to be a plastic jewel case. It can be a digipack or whatever, you know, the, mm. the cardboard ones, but not okay. the thin wallets. Because you look along the CD rack, you go like, oh, cool, I've got all these CDs. Oh, well, what's that one? You've got to pull it out. It stands out a bit. Whereas if you've got the spine, you can read the band and the naming, you know exactly what you've got. I, I don't know. I'm just a perfectionist. I, 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 I think it's very good the way we've gone with our new EP. So our first EP, like Bobby said, it was such as a cardboard, plat, like little thin wallet. But our new ones are like, it opens up, it's got a picture on the inside, it, and it looks really fresh. A little slipcase so. to put the CD in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that. Um, And then, so Whiskey 4, the artwork, you've touched on that. What... Is that you, Billy? It looks looks like it could be you. No, but uh, we did uh, it, that. That's Russell. Uh, ah, right. We okay. Did the, uh, we did a reveal of who, what member it is on the uh, the cover, and a lot of people did say me. And I think you know it could have been because of the beard. But and well, even yeah. when the even when the EP cover was revealed, people were like, "Oh, that's you, Billy." I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. That's not. <laughs> uh, I love it. But, and and yeah. do you do you all like whiskey? I love whiskey. Yeah, okay. me Bobby too. loves whiskey, but ironically, Russell doesn't. <laughs> and he's the one drinking it. <laughs> and he wrote the lyrics. He wrote the lyrics. That's uh, ironic, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've not really got into whiskey. Uh, Jack Daniels isn't really a whiskey, is it? It's a bourbon, I know, but it's more of a sour mash. That's what yeah, we call it. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad absolutely loves it, so I, I'm sure I'll grow into grow into whiskey as a as as i mature i've yet to mature whiskey, too much whiskey and cigars that's what that's what the old age is, is it is yeah, yeah yeah if i if i if i ever need an idea for a gift for my dad whiskey and cigars are usually top of the top of the list and a shucks ep and a shucks well shucks absolutely <laughs> i reckon he'll i reckon he'll like it i reckon he'll be right into that um so before we move off of the shucks and uh whiskey fall and music any anything else you want to to plug talk about um well the only thing we want to plug is at our ep launch if anyone's interested in coming we're going to be feeding everyone for free because russell is uh is a chef and he loves to cook and we thought it couldn't get any more country than to russell to cook a massive cowboy chili for everyone there we go so for the price of the ticket you get a free meal there you go excellent and uh if people want to get a ticket is that on your Facebook page, Thunderbolts it's, website, wherever we go for that? It'll be on the it'll be on the Thunderbolt website, but you can mainly get it from if you go on our Instagram page and click on our link in the bio. There'll be the Skiddle link where you can buy the ticket. Very easy oh, instructions to follow. Love that, excellent. Right, a, a usual regular segment on the regular show of Three Peeps in a Podcast is recommendations. So TV, movies. Anything you want to recommend, Billy, first? What have you been watching? What's been keeping you entertained? Ooh. You're going to tell me you don't watch any TV now, don't you? <laughs> I, I, do you know what? No, I'm a TV fanatic. That's what I should have said. That's another thing I, I like. That's the reason why I wanted to write a TV show. I, I'm I'm actually a TV fanatic. Okay. So trying to find the right one to recommend. Um, Recently, you I must said... have been watching something in the last couple of weeks. Are you a box set watcher? or? Um, yeah, I'm a box set watcher. I'm... <laughs> What did I finish watching the other day? Um, Can't have been that good. I know, <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched so much recently. Oh, I tell you what, that's what I finished. The one series that I was very impressed with was The Last of Us. That oh, is okay. 
absolutely brilliantly written. Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. He's in everything at the moment, Pedro, isn't he? He Mandalorian. There's a show, a film with Nicolas Cage that he's in as well, which is... Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah. I don't... Yeah, Yeah. I watched that recently and I, I enjoyed it, but I couldn't quite work out why I enjoyed it or what sort of genre it was. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, Last of Us, look, I watched that recently. Fantastic. I mean, I'm a big fan of yeah. things like Walking Dead and, oh yeah, um, yeah. you know, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very good. And I understand season two potentially is coming as well on that one. Yep. Season two, apparently 2025, which is oh, uh, God, I can't wait for that. a long way, but never mind. Yeah. Never Last mind. of Us, good shape. How about yourself, Robbie? Uh I recently watched a really good film, which is quite an old gangster film, which I didn't think I'd like, but I really enjoyed, called Things to Do in Denver When You Die. Uh, it's got ah. some top actors in it, but I can't remember any of the names. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who's in that. It's Ross, Ross and Rachel, Ross and, um, what's her name? Ross's sister in Friends. Monica. Monica. He plays, He the star is their dad, and I can't think what his name is. Oh, uh, I, um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You are right. And it's got um, the girl from the craft in it as well. She's in it. Right. You know, the, the goth, goth, yeah. But it's really good. Basically, an ex-gangster goes to an ex-mafia boss who's like in a wheelchair and he's like past his day and wants him to wants him to get the old crew back together and do one final job, which isn't even a bad job. It's just to rough this guy up a little bit just to scare him and everything just goes completely wrong. And it, it's really good. There's some comedy elements to it, but it's mainly like a gangster thriller. But wow. I highly recommend that. Things to do in Denver when you die. Really yeah. good film. Andy Garcia, wow. Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd. That's it. How did I forget those two? Yeah. The Christopher Lloyd, come cast. on. Steve Buscemi. I can't see the guy that I'm thinking of, so maybe I'm thinking of uh, a different a different film. But um... Yeah, I, I can picture him, though. I mean, yeah. you're not too... Sorry, talking about Christopher Lloyd, though, I watched Back to the Future again the other day. Oh, now <laughs> you're like, hands down, the one million of the best trilogies ever. One of the now best trilogies ever. There we go. That was amazing. There you go, look. That is... Oh, so this, will be, this wall behind me is uh, my all-time favourite movies. And I oh, nice. Can't quite see them. But, oh, wow. Uh, Conair there. Classic. Yeah, Conair. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. That's a great trilogy as well. Labyrinth, Saving Private Ryan, Back to the Future, Star Wars, all the films. Connor. Oh, is that our uh, good fellas? Is that Monty Python? Am no. I seeing a one? No. Next to Gladiator on the left. Uh oh, that's Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, I can't see it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean all the know. classics. All the classics. Yeah, so I actually great, great. I was yeah. watching Indiana Jones with my five year old boy this morning. Um and uh, I, I knew exactly where to forward through that it didn't scare him to death. Well, yeah. You said <laughs> the last. You said you said it was the last crusade, didn't you? Yeah, last that's, crusade that's this my morning. Favorite one. That's my favorite one. I think. Well, I just Sean Connery's him. in it. Obviously, that Sean helps. Connery's in it. It's brilliant. It's, <laughs> and also another Sean Connery film I like, but obviously he's Bond and stuff. Is I love the film The Rock with Nicholas oh, Cage. With Nicholas that is Cage. a great film. Yeah. Great film. Nicholas Cage yeah. had a had a had a couple of years where he had some absolute oh, bangers. Yeah. Obviously. yeah, Face Off, Conair. Yeah, I was going to say Face uh, Off's amazing. Yeah, yeah. the um, Gone Sixty Seconds. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he had a great run. And then he and brought that, out things like Ghost Rider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now yeah, he's yeah, just making just... stuff willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, brilliant, guys. Thank you so much. And I uh, no genuinely love the music. Wish you all the Thank success. You. 
and um don't forget to to download it download the song whiskey fall and then obviously there's other tracks you can have a look at um and get along to thunderbolt for that launch and i can't wait to hear more from you guys so thank you so so much much. billy and robbie and the rest of the band russell matt and someone else rihanna rihanna there we go rihanna page yeah good luck to to you all and uh we'll be back uh very very soon with the next installment which this is actually episode 190 of three people in a podcast yeah so uh a nice round number for you guys we'll have to think about what i do for episode 200 blimey that's not gonna be far away (laughs) uh but yeah it's a bit of an international break for the football our bonus show will be back on the 2nd of april with bristol city versus reading and a couple of robins reunited's coming up soon as well so thank you very much to billy and robbie have a great day guys and uh yep thank you very much and playing us out is a shuck song i don't know which one yet um, but we'll definitely be playing out with a shuck song in the uh, post-production. Right, thanks Enjoy. everyone. Take care. Thank you. Take care, man. Thanks. I'm drifting along it's a one-way road Just like the tumbleweed or a standing stone Far away from the city call myself on another bar stone Taking the time to think and pray On the life that I once had Before it fades away Taking the time to talk at last One more time with my father who's passed Oh, I'm drowning in a whiskey pool Oh, I'm drifting far away from you Oh, and now I'm a whiskey fool To think I would look my best You might like to think I'm rough But you don't know me yet This bar I'm in don't like to judge Cause I've seen the desolation of life and
I'm drowning in a whiskey pool I'm turning into a whiskey fool 